Hi, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, my podcast where I share all about self-care, holistic health, personalized health, and nutrition, and everything like that. Today's episode is a little different. I was actually interviewed for the Women's Biohacking Conference with a very good friend of mine, Katie Moore. And this was one of the most fun interviews I've actually done in a long time. We sat down and we really just talked about all things women's health. And Katie and I are friends. We've been friends for years. We finally met in person at the biohacking conference in June in Orlando. And we've been even closer since then. And so it was really nice to just sit down with a good friend and chat biohacking and health and really what it means to be in this world. So that's the episode for today. I think you're going to get a lot out of it and just hear some new information and stories that Katie kind of pulls out of me that I don't typically talk about. And it was a lot of fun. This weekend, the Women's Biohacking Conference is actually doing an encore. So if you want to hear all of the interviews and watch them, because there's also the video recordings, you can do that. And I really suggest doing that. There are so many speakers. I think there's over 40 different women speaking at this and there's so many prominent figures. So lots of people that you probably know, lots of people in the functional medicine space, nutritionists, creators, influencers, everything like that. And just a ton of great women sharing about their personal experiences with biohacking. The entire conference is free. So you actually don't have to pay a single thing. And I will link that in the show notes for you. If you do want access to some of the VIP content, you can do that. And I will also put my coupon code, coupon code, my gosh, my discount code in the show notes for you to be able to do that. So enjoy this interview with Katie. And I think you are going to get a lot out of it. Follow Women's Biohacking Conference on Instagram. They are going to do another one next year. Maybe it'll be in person. We'll see. This year it was hosted by Katie and Orshi. Orshi is a, another female biohacker in the space who's awesome and I just love her. So this was a lot of fun and I think you're really going to get a lot out of it. A quick shout out to the sponsors of this week. So Prolon, I am so excited to be talking about Prolon because I'm actually doing their five-day fast this week. I think I'm starting it on Friday. I had to schedule it in and I am going to document all of this on my Instagram stories. I'm going to make a video about it. And I'm really just going to share how this goes. This is a five-day fasting kit. And essentially it is something that restricts calories, but it's not zero calories. So it's not like you're not eating anything for five days, but you just get the benefits from restricting calories in a very smart and researched and nutrient dense way. So I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to share my journey and talk about it, talk about how I feel on day one versus day five and differences I notice in my body. And a lot of people really, really love this fast, especially for the longevity impact, but also the impact on weight loss. So there is research that shows if you do this fast, I think it's three times per year, it does help to maintain a healthier weight for people. And all of that information and research can be found on their website. So go check that out. I love Perlon. I also use their fasting bars. There's literally one sitting in front of me right now. And it's cool because you can fast with food. And they're really just breaking 
this whole mold of fasting and, and intermittent fasting and how we, you know, understand it. So check out Prolon, follow me along as I go through that this week and post more about it next week. And a shout out to Inside Tracker. I have a video coming up about this as well. I recently did my blood test with Inside Tracker. And part of what they test is your biological age, and they call it your inner age. And mine was 10 years younger than my current age, and I just turned 30. So it showed up, you know, in July as like 19.9. And this was really cool to see. So I am doing a cleanse right now in my preconception era. And I think this has really, really significantly benefited my blood work and my biomarkers. So if you're somebody who is maybe going through a cleanse, or maybe you want to test before and after something, maybe you want to test before and after doing prolong, like that even is a smart idea. Do it with Inside Tracker. You can get tested very easily. They come to your house. I'm in Canada. They do this in Canada. They do this in the States. And definitely check it out. They test hormones, minerals, and vitamin levels over 44 different biomarkers, super easy to read, and it pairs with their app. So just, you know, it just makes sense. So check them out and use my discount code again in the show notes and on my website. And a shout out to Armra. I was actually just drinking their performance colostrum today because it's so good. So it's like chocolate flavored. So I'm drinking a gallon of water right now every day. And this makes it so much easier to get all my water in because it's so tasty. So colostrum is a whole food. It's got a bunch of healthy enzymes in it and vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And so it's really nutrient dense. And I, as somebody who's even a little bit can be sensitive to lactose, I do not react to it whatsoever. So I really do appreciate that. And that is because it's a whole food and it's, you know, got the enzymes in it to break down the lactose. So if you've always wanted to try colostrum, I really like the performance colostrum from Armora. I will link that in the show notes for you. And last but not least, Bioptimizers, my favorite. I take their probiotics every single day and I've actually run out. So I noticed this now. I'm like, you know, every day I like put all my supplements in my little dish and I take them with my water. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, I've actually fully run out of probiotics. I checked all my boxes and I have none left because that's how frequently I take them and how much I'm on them. So I need to order some more. I love their probiotics. I love their digestive enzymes and their magnesium and their sleep powder. Like honestly, all of their products are just fantastic. So Shout out to Bioptimizers. They are the best of the best. They also have so many bundles and deals and free shipping and all sorts of things on their website. It's it's just one of the most like thoughtful ways to support consumers through supplements that I've seen so far. So go Bioptimizers, one of my faves. Definitely check them out if you are looking for any of the above things that I mentioned. They also have like a gluten sensitivity supplement. So every time you have gluten, you take that. And it really helps reduce the negative impact on gluten on your body. I give that to my husband a lot when he drinks beer, <laughs> but right now he's not drinking beer because he's on the cleanse with me. So we do have that though stored. We actually have a bottle of that in our car because if he ever drinks beer and I'm, and I'm not going to stop him from drinking beer, but I just want to kind of support his body and his health if he chooses to do that. So that is one of the, you know, secret weapons we have is this like gluten 
digestive enzyme that is targeted towards the protein gluten that is found in things like beer and bread and pasta and, you know, all of this like processed food. So enjoy this podcast episode. I loved talking to Katie. I actually need to have her on my podcast so that I can interview her again. And if you have any questions, let me know. I'm most active on Instagram at biohackingbrittany. Feel free to message me anytime and I will respond because I respond to all of my DMs. So enjoy this and I will catch you on Friday for another episode. Welcome back, everyone. I am Katie Moore, co-host of this year's Women's Biohacking Conference. And today I am so excited because I am joined by my real life best friend, <laughs> no longer <laughs> internet best friend, Brittany Ford, to talk about optimizing your health and your fertility ahead of conception and things to think about you know, way ahead of time rather than waiting to the last minute. So a little bit about my guest today on most days, this is true because we did go to the biohacking conference together. You're going to find Brittany enjoying her unique coffee blend that's enriched with goat butter and mushroom powder and collagen as she delves deep into health topics from the comfort of her home, or in this case, it was Florida. But (laughs) Brittany is really, truly one of those people that she walks into the room and it lights up. She is full of vivaciousness, enthusiasm for everything from biohacking to nature and wellness. And she's the perfect example of like the person who walks the walk and talks the talk. And she is quite possibly one of my biggest role models in the space. And I've been following her for a while. So over a decade, she's really had to navigate a complex health journey herself. And She's had to overcome leaky gut syndrome, candida, parasites, dysbiosis, and hormonal imbalances. And she's used a lot of different health strategies to get there. So Brittany channels her experiences to inspire others and share insights. You can find her on multiple platforms, but probably the biggest ones are her Instagram and uh, her very popular and award-winning podcast, Biohacking with Brittany. So without further ado, I feel like I've made my girl crush very known. <laughs> Brittany, it's we, I mean, I couldn't like leave out the fact that we were internet friends for two years and then we finally got to meet in person and you truly are one of those people in the space that I feel like I can confidently say I trust so much with a lot of knowledge and you've been through a lot and I know right now you're going through a stage of life where you're considering your health prior to fertility and I'd love to kind of just start with what that journey looks like for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me here. I am so excited. And it was awesome to meet you in person in June. It was like one of the highlights of that entire trip for me. Um, and just like meeting a bunch of other women in the biohacking space was so cool. Because like we're kind of all spread out. And so to just be in the same spot and hang out was awesome. And maybe one day the Women's Biohacking Conference will be in person. And that will just be so powerful to have like that female energy all in one place. And I really look forward to that. So yeah, I'm on quite the journey. I started with, you know, when I was a teenager, I had a bunch of health issues and I really didn't know what was going on. And I didn't know why I was experiencing the symptoms I was experiencing. And so I ended up going down this rabbit hole of seeing a naturopath and kind of first learning about wellness 
even like before wellness was wellness as it is today. And it was really exciting. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And yeah, it transformed. I kind of figured out how to heal my guts. And then I was in school and then I was in you know, the corporate world for a while. Um, and now fast forward to today, I am navigating this new time of my life where I want to have a kid, but not yet. And so it's really made me think, what do I need to do now so that when I start trying, I will have the best success rate, the healthiest pregnancy, the healthiest birth possible, postpartum period, and everything like that. And because I've had this experience through other health issues, I'm very aware that the earlier you start, the better your outcomes are going to be later. And I didn't want to just leave it. I didn't want to just be like suddenly in my postpartum period and, you know, maybe be experiencing like postpartum depression or something like that and kind of just be confused. I was like, no, I want to set myself up for success. So what do I have to do now? And that's kind of where I've been for the last like 10 months, even like very long time. is just like exploring this preconception stage in general. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember us talking about it and I, I thought to myself, like, that is such a smart move because I'm sure. And I, I'm curious that after having talked to women, like they maybe start this sort of like pre-fertility health journey, like a month or two before they're going to conceive. Right. And I, I do honestly feel like that's not enough time, right? To get your body. I mean, walk me through what, how much time realistically, if you're mediocre health, right? You're not like yeah. an optimized biohacker, which you are. But even if you're, if you just know there are some places in your life that you want to improve, like when should you really begin realistically? Yeah. I mean, I've interviewed quite a few fertility experts on the podcast now and without a doubt, everyone says about 90 to 100 days before you start trying. And that's for you and your partner. So I kind of created this like preconception cleanse that me and my husband are on right now. And I really looked at it holistically. So it's not just like, oh, drink a gallon of water a day and, you know, maybe go to the gym. It's like, no, let's actually take a look at how, what affects our fertility for men and for women, and what can we change about it? So let's look at nutrition. Let's look at substances that we're exposed to and toxins. Because you want to, if you're going to do a cleanse and a detox, you can't do that during pregnancy, right? Because it like creates risks for the baby. So you have to do it prior to that. So preconception time is a great time for detoxing. It's a great time for, you know, sauna use and uh, cold therapy and different things like that to really just support detox pathways so that you are healthier when it comes to the time that you're actually trying to conceive. But to be honest, a lot of people don't know about this because when I talk to people about preconception, they're like, what do you mean preconception? Like you mean fertility? And I'm like, no, I don't actually mean fertility. I mean like the time before fertility, right? So like Fertility in my mind is very um, reactive, right? So, oh, we can't get pregnant. Okay, okay, let's start our cleanse now. Oh, let me cut out alcohol and stop drinking now because there's a problem and let me react to this problem. But when we're in that stage, there's so much stress associated with that. There's so much anxiety and depression and it's really hard on people's relationships as well. So what if we could be more proactive and what go about it as in 
before we start trying, let's go through this period of, you know, 100 days, let's be as healthy as we can. And let's try and avoid and prevent those issues coming in the first place. And that has been my entire approach. And I kind of started this in October, but now I'm in the I'm deep in the cleanse right now. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, so it's been interesting. For sure. I am so happy and grateful that you pointed out the difference between mm-hmm. preconception and fertility. And to be completely honest, I didn't think the two were different. And I think even in the bio, I, uh, when I was reading it, I said fertility because I think okay. that's just what women tend to think about, right? Like when you're fertile, you're in that, you know, stage, but you're absolutely right now as I'm thinking about it, like there is a stigma attached to like, if I can't get pregnant in my fertile stage, what is this saying about me and my health versus this preconception period? And I love that you've made that distinction. I don't think I've heard anybody make that distinction yet. And I think it's very important as a society that we start to navigate this in a different way from a different lens. So it's not like, oh yeah, now I'm fertile and I have to get this done. It's like, no, you have plenty of time. You can, if you're planning to have kids, you can do this in your early twenties, right? It's not like there's a, a period of time in which this actually starts, right? I, and I love that kind of model that you're setting up. It's, it's so much more successful in my opinion than the, the, so that's great. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, infertility is such a significant issue and unfortunately it's on the rise. So I think it's about one in every four couples now struggles with infertility in some way. Now, that doesn't mean that you are infertile. Like that doesn't mean there's no possibility of you having a baby. It just means that people struggle, whether it's on the male side or the female side. So this is a very big issue. And so, you know, I just, and I've seen people around me, I've seen my friends struggle with it. And then they go down the IVF road and there's nothing against that. Like I am not against that at all. But part of me is like, let's talk about lifestyle. Let's talk about detoxing and cleansing for a few months before you spend 15 grand on IVF. IVF has like what, 20 to 25% chance of working. Um, it's very hard on the woman's body. You're injected with hormones. It's very difficult, very difficult in the relationship, the pressure, the stress. So I really just want to support couples and women and just encourage them that there is a more gentle way to do this. It just means that it might take a little longer before you actually start to try, but the results are going to be worth it. You know that I am a big believer in intermittent fasting, no matter the age, no matter the gender. However, it is trickier for women, mostly because of the impact it has on our hormones and our menstrual cycle. And honestly, a lot of the time it can just be too stressful for us to be fasting every single day. And it can really cause menstrual irregularities, PMS symptoms, and all sorts of things like that. So I'm really excited to be taking and eating the new intermittent fasting bars made by Prolon. So this is a really cool idea. I have yet to see another company do this and I've yet to see anybody even execute it somewhat well like Prolon. So based on the science of the Prolon fasting mimicking diet that keeps your body in a fasted state, even though the body is being nourished, 
The intermittent fasting bar is the first bar scientifically developed and tested to not break your fast. This combination of good fats from nuts and selected macro and micronutrients provides nourishment so you can feel fuller for longer and conquer your cravings while you fast. Eat in the morning after your overnight fasting period to achieve your intermittent fasting goals. Guys, that is amazing. I'm just like so impressed that they even came up with this idea that these are even effective. And I am obsessed because now I can take and eat one of these bars in the morning, not worry about breaking my fast, not worry about spiking my blood glucose or my ketones and still be nourishing my body without causing too much stress on it. And you know what? You know, these bars are successful in a hit when they are always sold out on their website. Like I just tried to order more and they were sold out again. So that says a lot about how much people are loving these and really, really enjoying them. Actually, if you go to their website, they have a couple of graphs as well that kind of show what it is, what it looks like uh, glucose wise and ketone wise when you fast with water versus fasting and eating one of these bars in the morning. And there's no difference. So you can go check out the signs yourself, go believe it, go read it, and definitely try these out. There's three flavors. There's chocolate chip, nuts and honey, and coconut macadamia. I like coconut macadamia the best, but you can definitely buy a variety pack and try them out yourselves. So go to the link, link to my show notes and on my website, buy Prolon and use my discount code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY in all capitals to save on these bars. You definitely want to use my discount code. These bars are not super cheap, but they are worth it because they are so good for you and they don't cause any hormonal disruption. Yeah. Lifestyle being the key word. This yeah. is something that that you you can't just do overnight. There's no such thing as like, I'm going to do a one-week detox and I'm ready. No, this becomes part of your life. And if you're going to have multiple kids, like you're going to have to kind of keep this lifestyle going, right? So let's talk about that. Let's unpack some of the things that like nutritionally you're now incorporating. And I'd love to know the things that you're not doing. Like are you still drinking goat milk? You know, are there things yeah. that you're now staying away from that you might otherwise not have in a stage? Right. Absolutely. So diet-wise, I'm a holistic nutritionist. So I know quite a bit about food um, and I have quite a bit of experience. So uh, we stick to more of a paleo diet. Um, that has a lot of research behind it, supporting fertility outcomes. Same with the Western A Price diet, which is what a lot of people really, really promote for fertility. Um, we, I'm kind of more on the paleo side than Western A Price. Western A Price has a lot of raw dairy, um, which I think is very nutrient dense, but it's actually very difficult to get raw dairy in Canada. So it's not something that I kind of seek out right now in my life. Um, but if you have access to like organic grass fed raw dairy, go for it. It's a whole food. It's very nutrient dense. Um, and if you can tolerate it as well. But yeah, so a lack of processed food is essential and a lack of, uh, yeah, just takeout food, right? We kind of know what, I don't want to say clean food or clean eating, but we kind of know what whole foods are versus like going out and, you know, getting a pizza and that type of thing. So we stick to homemade meals, like 90% of the time. Um, a lot of the time I was joking with my husband the other day, Ryan, 
a lot of the time, like our like lunches and breakfasts are even just like more random ingredients just put on a plate and eating it together, like kind of like a charcuterie board for every meal, because it actually is just a great way to get in a bunch of nutrient dense foods, right? So if you have like cucumbers and pickles and carrots and homemade hummus, like that's great. Or like I do coconut yogurt and homemade granola that doesn't have any grains in it with like berries and stuff like that. So I guess as whole and nutrient dense as possible um, is the key for that. And we really just want to be able to, especially for the, the woman, we really want to be able to increase the nutrient stores in her body prior to getting pregnant. Um, and even if you're listening to this or watching this and you've had a baby and maybe you're thinking about baby number two, it's actually more important for you to do something like this after baby one. So the general recommendation is actually between um, to when you should start with your second kid is after your first baby's been born, you need two months or sorry, two years until you start trying for the next one. And that's because it takes about two years for the mom's body to restore the minerals, the vitamin levels, the hormones and everything like that. So if you're going to be really supporting your body with like, nutrient-dense whole foods, you're going to really ramp up that process a lot faster than if you're, you know, eating takeout all the time or yeah. DoorDash or anything like that. I'm laughing so hard because like I think about like my grandmother's generation and they used to joke it's like Irish twins where it was like one was yeah. born and then like not even a yeah. year later another was born. It's just like you're like, like turning out kids left and right. I know. Like, they didn't think about that. However, that was a very healthy generation too because they didn't have all the shitty processed foods and yes. seed oils. So it's like and EMFs and we'll get to all of that. But yeah. um, it's th- now is the time that we do live in a society in which we are just inundated with toxicity yeah. in so many like aspects of our life that you know it is overwhelming to think about. But I want to just emphasize, even if you're not getting pregnant or if you're not interested in fertility, like this still is really useful information. And I would love to talk about like hormone balancing. I think that's a very like vague term, but I think there are definitely some things that you want to think about probably when it comes to hormonal dysregulation prior to, you know, that fertility period and how you can avoid that. So what are some common practices? And we can talk about supplements that maybe you're taking exercises you're doing like i'd love to get really in the nitty-gritty on that yeah i think hormone balancing is interesting it's becoming such a uh trend just like gut health gut health and hormone balancing is such a social media trend um but i think it's good and i think the amount of education coming out now about women's menstrual cycle is really important because we didn't really have that for so long so it's great to see cycle thinking become popular and people talk about like different workouts during different phases of your cycle. And some people think, oh, that's just ridiculous. Like there's no science behind that. But if that's what makes a woman feel better, I'm 100% for that. And if that makes her feel the best in her body, I support that. And also, again, like it's helping women understand the different phases. It's not just like you have a period for five days and that's it. And that's all your cycle is. And you can get pregnant the rest of the month, right? And that's what we're kind of taught. Like when we're young, the idea is like, oh, you can get pregnant so quickly. Watch out. Everyone go on birth control so you don't get pregnant. But in reality, 
you ovulate for 24 hours. So sperm can live inside of a woman for up to five days. So there is like about five days there that you can get pregnant. But that's it. Out of a 30-day cycle, you could only get pregnant for five days. And I was not taught that when I was younger. Hell no. No, absolutely not. Like I was so scared that I could just walk down the street and get pregnant. Like that's the kind of fear mentality. (laughs) No, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like I went on birth control at 16 and I was so young and I didn't know any better, you know, like I didn't know any better. And even though I was starting my health, like health journey at the same time, I was like, oh, it's a low dose, right? Like it's a low dose pill. And then I had an IUD and I was like, oh, it's, it's Marina. It's low or progesterone, whatever. Right. And then seven years later, I'm like, whatever, 24 or whatever, 23. And I've been on birth control for that long. And I'm like, I'm still so young at 23. I'm still so young. Um, and so I came off of it because I felt like I had to, because, you know, I just thought, what about the health risks? And it's been interesting coming off of it because my cycle has been so irregular. And I've had so many symptoms. And deep down, I know that if I never went on birth control, I probably wouldn't be dealing with the health issues that I'm dealing with today, which sucks. Can we talk a little bit more about that? I, I So and in full transparency, I this is sort of a weird correlation that I'm going to make. And, but I, I think of all people like you might actually be able to speak to this. I was on this one birth control again back in my early 20s in which I would get my period seasonally. I think it was like seasonique or something. So every four months, I'm no longer on birth control. But now every four months, like I get my period pretty much every month. But every fourth month, I have extreme pain, extremely heavy. And I'm like, and so it only dawned on me recently could that have still been some correlation, right? Between what happened for my body for so long. So we can talk about that. But I'm also just curious about titrating off of birth control. Like, is that part of it? Or you just like stop cold turkey? Yeah. I mean, with birth control, you would want to stop cold turkey. Like you're kind of on it or you're off of it. I think if you go on and off and kind of like play around, it's just going to mess up your hormones more. Um. But obviously, birth control has our place in society, right? Like, it's allowed women to build careers and work longer. And and it's been great. And it does have a place in society. It's just that it's often over-prescribed. And it doesn't come with all of the appropriate warnings. And we actually don't have enough research on it to understand the long-term effects of it. You know what I mean? So that's it's a big thing. And so when I work with clients... And they come off birth control. The recommendation is always like, let's go at least a year before you start trying for a baby. Because otherwise, there's complications, there's risks. Also, like your periods and your cycles are going to be all over the place. Your body needs time to get normalized without this secretion of synthetic hormones in your body. Um, And a lot of people don't know that and they don't necessarily want to hear that right it's like oh i'm ready to get pregnant okay i'm coming out for birth control my next cycle i'm gonna ovulate and i'm gonna get pregnant and then when that doesn't happen they're like wait a minute but you told me everything would be fine the doctor said that this would work why isn't this working and so many people go through that and it's such bs and and 
I'm yeah, it just mm. makes me angry and sad at the same time. I, I know. And I, I talk to a lot of women as well who've had that same exact struggle. It's like, okay. wait, I thought it was like a light switch going off, right? Like it's on, it's off, it's done. It's yeah. not, it's more complicated. So yeah. Hello, it's Brittany here, and I've got something life-changing to share with you. Sleep is crucial for our productivity, well-being, and beauty, right? No one wants to wake up with dehydration lines and dark circles. That has definitely happened to me. Picture this. You wake up feeling refreshed. Your skin is glowing. Yes, get it. And those pesky dehydration lines and dark circles, they're nowhere in sight. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not only possible, but it's also within your reach. I used to struggle with falling asleep. There was a time when getting a good night's sleep felt like chasing unicorns, tossing and turning, waking up multiple times, and feeling like a zombie the next day. Seriously, that happened to me for a long time until about 2019, 2020, when I started biohacking my sleep. But then recently it started happening again, and I actually uncovered the ultimate secret that's really been helping me, and that is magnesium breakthrough. It has completely transformed my sleep and got me sleeping so good again. So what's important to know is that not all magnesium supplements are created equal, so don't waste your time with over-the-counter options. Magnesium Breakthrough is the real deal. It combines seven different forms of magnesium in a single capsule, giving you the full-spectrum magnesium experience you need for optimal results. So here's my nightly routine that I've been doing. I take two capsules of Magnesium Breakthrough with water about an hour before bed. The effects are remarkable. I drift off faster and enjoy deeper, more rejuvenating sleep. And then when the morning comes, I wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to conquer the day. And I wake up at 5 a.m. So I'm not messing around. Okay. I need my good sleep. So say goodbye to restless nights and tired mornings and unlock your best sleep with magnesium breakthrough. Ready for my offer? Visit magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany and enter the code biohackingbrittany for a discount. We love discounts. Remember, this offer is only available on this special website. So if you go to Bioptimizer's normal website, it's not going to happen. It's not there. So don't let sleepless nights hold you back any longer. That's magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany. Use my discount code biohackingbrittany to save. And let me know how your sleep is going. You know, because you've been kind of going through this transition yourself, how do you support your body? What would you, what yeah. do you offer, you know, women who are thinking about going off birth control and maybe scared for that reason? Cause they're like, it's going to be painful yeah. and it's going to be a mess. Yeah. How can you support your body through that time? Yeah. So I would definitely say, um, if you think that you are in a place where you can come off of birth control, uh, you're in a in a stable relationship. And, you know, that's a personal decision. If you think that you can do that, I would suggest doing it as soon as possible and giving yourself as much time off of birth control before you try to conceive as possible. Um, and then beyond that, just understanding that there might be symptoms that pop up. Your weight might fluctuate. Your skin might fluctuate, but let's give it time. And then that's when we kind of get into the hormone balancing, right? through nutrient-dense food, through supplements, um, taking a look at the toxins that we're exposed to, how we're detoxing, environment, stress, sleep, basically like all the things that biohackers kind of like pick at and try to like optimize. 
is like what we would essentially be doing for that. Um, but yeah, it's tough. Like I actually had a, a close family friend who was on birth control for 10 years. She came off of it and she thought she would get pregnant right away. And she, they tried for a year. They didn't get pregnant. And then she got pregnant. She had a miscarriage. She got pregnant the next month and she had a miscarriage. So she had two miscarriages back to back. They took a few months off and then she got pregnant and then she was successful. Now she has a healthy baby. So it is possible. And like you, you can get pregnant and you will get pregnant. It's just that if we can support the body and balance things out and kind of get you to optimize your health as much as we can, it's going to reduce the risks of all of that kind of happening. I feel like a lot of the, um, issues I hear from women also have to do with the toxic load that our bodies are under all the time. I mean, we could go into probably an hour and a half long discussion about that. But I want to know from your perspective, like Mm -hmm. someone who's thinking in this preconception state, what are your non-negotiables? Like, I have to make sure this thing is no longer going to affect my toxic bucket or whatever it is. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. So toxic wise or toxin wise, there's a lot to say. Um, EMF is a big thing, just radiation in general. So, uh, no phones in the front pockets, uh, Wi-Fi off at night, just being really aware of that. No Bluetooth, <laughs> uh, no Bluetooth headphones, using wired headphones, even as wild as that might seem. Um, in the morning, I like, I download a podcast episode. I put my phone in airplane mode. I put my wired headphones in and I go on an hour long walk every morning. And it seems like so archaic at this point to do something like that. Um, but we really just want to reduce how much radiation and EMF that we're exposed to because of how stressful it can be on our body, on our cells, on our mitochondria that really impacts everything like that. Um, that's a great place to start. And you can do little things, right? Like even just switching your Wi-Fi off at night is a big step. Um, I also like never have Bluetooth on, on my phone. I also have my phone on low, I think it's called like low battery mode, low power mode or something when the little bar is yellow on my iPhone. That also reduces the amount of EMF and radiation coming from the phone because that means that the apps aren't always running in the background. So it's like less power in general. So that's something I do. And then my husband, it's very, very important for men to be aware of EMF and radiation around their testicles. Super important. So basically, um, sperm has a 60-day maturation period. So the sperm that someone makes today, in 60 days, it's matured. But then it needs about another 30 days before it can come out. So that's actually why, partly why, the 90-day period is so important is because the sperm that is actually going to potentially make your baby after 90 or 100 days, you want that sperm to have been created while you're in this cleanse, not prior to it, right? So that's part of it. But also, um, yeah, EMF and radiation, really, it just can really impact sperm quality. It impacts quality, quantity, motility. Um, it can cause mutations. So there's different sperm mutations. We can kind of get into it, but sometimes sperm can have like two heads or two tails or the tails can be short. Um, and that can really impact the health of your child. So there's a lot here, but 
I I kind of have like a little checklist. It's on my, I actually have a piece of paper in front of me. It's like six things, six steps. I call baby steps. Um, that's cute. Part of my, yeah, that's it's part of my preconception funny. cleanse. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of like what I walk clients through is like, let's do these six things as much as we can for at least a hundred days. And then you're going to be at a much, much healthier place. Yeah. What about sleep? And I know you already take pretty good care of your sleep, health and hygiene, but is now the time to, sorry, this is, this is like probably the weirdest question ever, but like build up your sleep, like bank because you're not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I think sleep is pivotal. We sleep about a third of our entire life, right? So it's not something to take lightly. Um, I, we have a pretty strict sleep regimen and I really encourage people to kind of do the same. Um, it doesn't have to look exactly like mine does or maybe like yours does. You have to find what works for you, but ideally it's like day in and day out, you kind of do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I turn up blue, Bluetooth, like I talked about and Wi-Fi and everything like that. No blue light. So we have red lights in our apartment. Uh, so the apartment looks hilarious at night for people who walk by on the street. It kind of looks like a brothel because it's just red lights only. Um, and then I have my blue blocking glasses. So I'm very sensitive to blue light at night and blue light suppresses melatonin. So if we're looking at our phone and we're scrolling at 9 PM and we're expecting to fall asleep at 9:30, how is that going to work? Right. And maybe you do fall asleep, but maybe you wake up an hour later and maybe you're just not having the good quality sleep that you should be having. So we turn off the blue lights. We read before bed as well. Give about half an hour of reading in red light. Um, I also wear my blue blockers. It's kind of hard to see the pages, but I still do it. Um, and just being really mindful of creating a calming evening routine that is really nourishing for you. And so some people do like baths and have like bath salt and do stuff like that, which I think is really nice too. Essential oils, um, that can be really calming as well. But it's just about like turning off, unplugging, spending about an hour before you go to sleep so that you can have a better sleep outcome. And then of course you can get something like an aura ring to track this and see how your sleep is actually going. I have just started taking Armra Colostrum and I am so excited about it. Colostrum is a whole food. It is not a supplement. It is not something that is, you know, only has one nutrient in it. It is a whole food. This means it has over 200 functional nutrients in it that really support your body. So they just came out with a new product. It's called Performance Revival, and it strengthens your immune fitness, rebuilds the microbiome, and accelerates cellular regeneration by refueling lean muscle and repairing tissue. It instills whole body re-strengthening for your elite health. I am so obsessed with taking this Armra colostrum. I take two scoops a day right now, but you can take as much as you want again, because it's a whole food. It's not a supplement. There's no chances of you overdosing or anything like that. This really just supports performance and really helps with your gut health. A lot of people swear by 
colostrum because of all the different benefits in it. And I completely agree with that, especially because it has so many bioactive nutrients in it. So it's chocolate flavored. It's super easy to drink. I just add a scoop to my water, mix it up, have at least two a day and really do feel a difference. As someone who has had a lot of gut health issues over the last you know, 10 years, something like this is really important for me to use. And I love that their new performance revival really supports performance and athleticism as well. So it's great for endurance, it's great for stamina, and it really just helps with cellular functioning in general. If you're somebody who really values whole food supplements rather than just taking a single nutrient, Armora Colostrum definitely has to be on your list for that. So check it out. I will link it in my show notes. You can use my discount code BiohackingBrittany for 10% off. And I really suggest you start as soon as you can just to start supporting your health in a very whole and natural way. I also think that's so sweet that you have like this bonding moment with your partner, like where you're reading, you know, and you're doing like, I think that's also a very important thing to kind of take into consideration. And I'm I'm just like talking generally, like as a social factor that we maybe overlook when we're talking about fertility, we're always like into the, and I love the science and the medical stuff, but like, yeah, having a really healthy relationship with your partner before pre in the preconception, I think that's a big thing that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, and that's the nice thing as well about doing a preconception cleanse with your partner is like you are doing it together. So you are six weeks sober and healthy together and you get to exercise every day and you can do it together or you can do it separately, but it's something to talk about. It's something to bond over. Um, and it's really awesome. Like my husband has been so good about it. I actually did, I made him do a bunch of tests at the beginning because I want to test and see what the 100 days does to him. So he did Viome, he did Glycanage, he did Inside Tracker. And so these are tests that do like vitamin, minerals, hormones, uh, biological age, and then his gut health scores. So I'm curious on like 100 days of this, minimum 100 days really, like what is that going to show on your cellular level? What is that going to show for your health? And not just about like having a baby, like, let's just talk about like, if we were to do this full time, all the time, which would be tough, what, like, how healthy could you be? Like, what does this mean for your longevity? What does this mean for you and your performance at work? Like, I don't know. This, the, the, like, you know, um, possibilities are endless sort of i'm curious though i, I love and it's like that like little data nerd in me it's like i love that you made him take all these tests yeah. and, it, and you're so well versed that you you know can actually explain what some of these things mean which is yeah. wonderful like if you're in that position genetics wise though mm. have you guys had that discussion and how big of an impact is that gonna take it yeah. because I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole and I'm not going to, I don't want to do that with like epigenetics and all that things, but I feel like that's probably a common discussion that couples are having. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've had, I think, oh, we both had our genes done actually a while ago, a few years ago we did. Um, And it was interesting to see the things that I struggle with and it kind of makes sense actually. Uh, Some detox pathways, some hormone balancing, Um, there's certain B vitamins that work better with my body than other people's and stuff like that. Um, but we haven't necessarily looked at what it would look like 
for a baby. And maybe that's something I should explore. I'm not a genetics expert. And so I know there are quite a, a lot of people in the space who do that. But it, it would be interesting, I guess, because from the standpoint of like, what could we potentially pass down to a child? And what genes do you have that aren't great? And what do you have that's great? And vice versa with me and like, what, you know, but I don't know. I, uh, at the same time, you kind of you kind of get what you get, and then also epigenetics is a major factor. So, yeah, I don't I know. know it's a double edged sword, right? Because you sort of want to know. It's almost like finding out the like gender of your child. Like sometimes yeah. people really want to know, and then other times you're like, well, you know, there's not. Yeah. I can't do anything about it now, so it'll be a surprise. Yeah. And I feel that's probably a very similar conversation. So don't be afraid with your partner if you don't want to look at your genetics. I feel like that's like yeah. do it or don't do it. It. You know, it's really up to you and how you want to navigate that with your partner. Um, And I think I would really like to sort of get into the weeds about like medical conditions and Mm. and how big of a role, like if you're on pharmaceuticals, like how much does that play into this sort of detox period? This could get a little yeah. like, you know, I know dicey and people don't want to talk yeah. about it, but fuck it. Like, I want to talk about this stuff because, yeah, I mean, people are on antidepressants. People are mm-hmm. on, you know, all sorts of medication and not just birth control. How yeah. do you navigate that world when you're going through something like this? Do you ignore it? Do you address yeah. it? I think it has to be a part of it. I think that, I mean, obviously it depends what it is and like obviously it depends on the specific pharmaceutical that you're on. I think that it, it has to be taken into consideration. But I also would I I don't want to just say come off of everything and detox because you have no idea what someone's history is like and you have no idea the mental health struggles maybe that they've been through and personal life issues and all of these different things. Um I would be very cautious about what I would be on during pregnancy. And I think people are. Um, I think it's hard though. I, I, I think there's a lot of stigma around it. I think there's a lot of shame around it for women who mm-hmm. might be on antidepressants. Um, there's a lot of shame about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety now is a big thing, um, which is really sad. And so if a woman feels that an antidepressant is maybe what she needs postpartum. There's a lot of shame if she's breastfeeding and she goes on it. And what does that mean for the baby and, and all of these different things. And I think at the end of the day, women need to do what's best for them. And I would just encourage women to do the research. And that doesn't mean like, sure, you can go read the PubMed studies for sure. But also just like listen to podcasts, talk to other people who have been through it talk to people on social media, just get more opinions and just your one doctor is what I would do and what I've done for most of the conditions and things that I've been dealing with. Um, There's a ton of resources out there now on YouTube, on on every social platform about women who have been through what you're going through. Like you're not the first person, right? And so how do we find those people and how can we connect with someone who gets it, I think is really, is really important. I feel like you're bringing up a really good point, which is to me, the whole reason for like this whole biohacking space, which kind of, you know, we've talked about this at length. I, it's that word maybe doesn't quite define, but if we're using that word in, in this context, 
what that really means is being your own self advocate for health. Yeah. I think we're finally getting to that point where when it comes to fertility discussions and preconception discussions, like you can get so much information from your gyno or your primary care, but there's going to be a lot of individualization things that they're not going to have time for. Yeah. But you, it's like your time to look yeah. at it, it from yeah. your angle. And I think that's the key for, and like, like natural like solutions potentially looking into those right which i'm sure you have some for postpartum which um you know is obviously something that a lot of women are fearful of yeah i i think you're i think you're correct i think there needs to be um just like radical responsibility um for how you go about the birth and pregnancy in general and so I was just listening to a podcast about this. And that means that if you decide to give birth in a hospital and you have a random doctor, you take responsibility for what happens there because you ultimately made that decision to be there. I mean, sometimes there are emergencies for sure. But or if you decide, hey, I'm going to have a home birth and I'm going to have a midwife and I'm going to have a doula, you also have to take responsibility for that. And if something goes wrong, that's your responsibility. You made that decision. So there has to be this understanding of like radical responsibility when it comes to, you know, getting pregnant birth and afterwards. And you can't necessarily just blame other people because a lot of the time you had a hand in it. That being said, it's actually empowering because you do have a hand in it. So you can choose to work with people who are going to be by your side, who are going to be more hands on, um, I just have, I have a friend right now who is due in February and, and she lives close by. And I was like, I suggest you go to this birth center. They have a midwife. What midwives, let me tell you what midwives can do for you. And I was like, you don't have to choose it, but like, let me just give you some information because you might not know. And she had no idea. And, and then now she has a midwife, right? So now she has somebody who is going to be there. And it's not just a random doctor in the hospital. It's someone who's going to advocate for her. It's not just her and her husband with the first four and they have no idea what they're doing. Um, so it's about, yeah, like we said, educating research and making ultimately the best decision that you can for yourself and your family. Yeah. And I love that that's one of the, the, the beauties of what you do in this world too. It's like, you don't tell people you have to do this and this is the only right way. It's like, you know, we we know how to set boundaries for ourselves. And we can say to people, here's some information, take it, leave yeah. it, do what you want. Because at the end of the day, again, what empowers us is to feel like we can take control of the situation and understand what our individual needs are, you know, and make those personal choices. These are personal choices okay. to get pregnant, to go through whatever pregnancy, you know, to eat clean, to not. It's, again, you know, it's, there's no hard, fast rule or anything that like these have to be checked off the list in order for this to be successful. But it's just yeah. not, right? And I and I really do love and admire that about you and and how you communicate this information. Um so anyway, I I do want to talk before we kind of close on on physical exercise. Yeah. Because I I don't know if like hit exercise is good or bad in preconception or if it should just be strength training are you thinking about pelvic floor muscles mm -hmm. 
Like what, what is your exercise regime now? Yeah. So part of the preconception cleanse is uh, one hour of sweating every day for you and your partner. So that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, one hour in the gym. It could mean like one hour in the sauna, you know, in and out type of idea. It can mean a one hour walk with your dog. It's more about moving the body and really supporting the lymph to move throughout the body, which is one of the ways that we detox. So how can we do that? And like this morning, I took my dog for a walk for an hour and it was great. And tomorrow I might go do a hit workout and stretch for an hour. But it's really about like building this into your daily life because so many of us don't do it. So many of us are like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week and that's it. But like at the end of the day, like what you went to the gym and you, you moved your body for 45 minutes for three times in seven days, like that's it. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, you know, freaking like run every single day for an hour. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, we, we really need to move the body more and sweat more. And we just don't in society anymore. Like we sit so long, we sit in front of a computer. A lot of us still work from home, which is great. It has benefits or we commute and then we get home and we're tired and we're like, I don't want to go to the gym right now. Are you out of your mind? But sweating and through the skin again is one of the best ways that we can detox. So that's my recommendation is like one hour of sweating a day. You can choose what that looks like and do it based off of how your body feels that day. Um, like my partner, he played hockey last night. This morning, he went to the gym. Now he's done. Tomorrow, we'll probably go for a walk and get coffee. And that, that'll be that. Mm-hmm. And again, the nice thing too is like, because you and your partner, ideally, if, if you're going through this with somebody like you are able to kind of come together for those moments for movement, which is super, super good for your relationship as well. Um, but in general, like, I just want to really encourage people that if you want to do a preconception cleanse, like, there's a lot that you can do that's more than just, oh, let's avoid alcohol and hot tubs or something like that, which is, and take a prenatal vitamin. Which I is didn't like know that hot tubs was a thing. Wait, why is that bad? <laughs> uh, it's for the men. It's because he kills uh, sperm. Oh, wait, it, not, but the women we, are fine going in hot tubs. Yeah, right? women are women are fine, but um, oh. <laughs> he is really bad for sperm. So that's why, yeah, you'll see like men sitting like with just their feet in the hot tubs and stuff. Um, and same with sauna. Like you actually have to be careful for men with that. Um, but a funny note about that, I was listening to a different podcast and there are these boxes out there called snowballs mm-hmm. and they literally have ice packs where the testicles go. And I just got a pair for Ryan. They're so funny. So you can like, for example, if his hour of sweating is going to be in the sauna, he would wear those boxers with the ice packs on his testicles so that they're not heated as much. And there's no sperm mutation that happens, but he can still sweat. So, I mean, it's, it's a smart idea. It's such a simple idea, but a great business idea for sure. Seriously. And I love the name of it too. I, think I know. <laughs> very clever marketing. I know. Um, you know, I love gathering data on myself. And I think this is so important as a biohacker, nutritionist, and just wellness advocate. I don't like making decisions based off of just guessing and my intuition only, but I like to have data as well to really guide me and help me make the most 
sense of what is going on in my body on a cellular level. That is why I test with Inside Tracker every single quarter or more, to be honest, and I love all of the information they provide. It is an at-home blood test. They come, they take a look at over 45 different biomarkers, including minerals, vitamins, hormones, and really give you a big picture on what is going on inside your body at that time. If you're in Canada, they come they to your house, they do the test for you. That's where I am. States, the same thing, or you can also go to a lab and get it done as well. And they also have a biological age test that is a calculation based off of your results, and that's called inner age. This is really fascinating. Mine is usually about 10 years younger than I actually am, so I'm always really proud of that when I see that result. But what's really cool is recently, Inside Tracker has made great strides, and they've actually added new biomarkers to their ultimate test. So they've added things like ApoB this year, and they've, which is critical for like heart health, and they've also added three hormone markers, which is really important for aging as well as women's health. And I've spoken about that before. So they test like progesterone, estradiol, and your thyroid as well. And so now they've added something new again, which is insulin, which is the key biomarker for sustained energy and an early warning for several chronic diseases. So Everyone knows how important insulin is and glucose. So it's honestly so helpful to be able to add this in to this test. I really suggest if you're dealing with symptoms or some sort of health issue, but you don't really know what's going on, you need to get data on yourself to make sense of it. So I really suggest doing something like this. You can order the ultimate test. If you use my discount code, you get 20% off, which is actually a lot because it makes a big difference when you're getting something done like this. I will link it in the show notes for you. It's also on my website on biohackingbrittany.com. And that is Inside Tracker. And my discount code is biohackingbrittany in all capitals. Feel free to use it, get tested. And honestly, if you have any questions about your results, they have an app that helps you and gives you a ton of resources and recommendations based off of your personal results. So super helpful as well. That's Inside Tracker, and it is linked in the show notes and on my website. What about strength training? Are you are you thinking already about, you know, kind of getting your legs and your arms and like places in your body that you're like, I'm going to be carrying a baby. I need to have more upper body strength. My back, right? Like there, I mean, it's obviously whole body. I would think pelvic floor health first, but I don't know. You tell me what you're thinking right now. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm doing uh, two to three HIIT workouts a week, which includes weights in that. Um, and I have noticed a difference in my strength for sure. So a lot of push-ups and that type of thing. I don't personally... Uh, everyone's different. I don't personally have any goals of like, I want to bench this amount. I want to squat this amount. That's not like the kind of period of life I'm in right now. Um, but I do think strength training is really important. It's really important for building muscle, which helps us, you know, metabolize properly, helps us keep a healthier weight. All, many reasons for, for that in general. Um, also helps with bone density as well. And women are uh, prone to lower bone density as they get older. So strength training is great for that type of thing. I think it's really important. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can do it now at home, at a gym. 
um, it's really endless, right? Like fitness has really become tailored to whatever suits you. So it's kind of like there's no excuse to not really jump onto whatever bandwagon really suits your needs. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know if I've told you, but like my new obsession is rock climbing or like, yeah, I saw. so I, and I find that I enjoy it because it's challenging, but it also feels like play. And I think sometimes at the end of the day, you know, that's why people are attracted to like team sports, like it's play, right? And yeah. I would just encourage people, if you get frustrated with one type of workout, or you're like, I'm so fucking sick of going to berries, and I don't feel better after it, I feel stressed, like, stop it, find the thing that works for you. Because once you do, then it becomes your lifestyle. And it's not mm-hmm. a chore or like, I have to go do this thing off, check it off my list, right? Yeah. At least that's what I found over the years no. after making I, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. I think you're totally right. And to your point about pelvic floor, you are correct. It is really important. Um, I actually went to a pelvic floor physiotherapist here and those are becoming more popular. And these are professionals who have extra certifications who understand pregnancy and what it does to the body. So that was really cool because we did like a bunch of Kegels together. And it was really interesting because you think like, oh, I know how to do a Kegel. And then they like test how strong and how uh, flexible your pelvic floor is. It was very interesting. Um, and then we were also looking at like ab separation, which is a big thing that can happen with women as like your rib cage and abs kind of separate when you get pregnant. It's hard to kind of put them back together. Um, but there's things you can do. There's like tons of things you can do, right? So the beauty of it is that the pelvic floor is a muscle. So you can train it and it's, you can train it to be flexible and strong, which is what you want. It doesn't have to be rigid and tight, which means like usually there's a harder pregnant or harder birth. Um, there's a lot that you can do. I would suggest if you can find a public floor physiotherapist, get a professional to kind of help you or take a look at YouTube videos that kind of walk you through daily exercises that can help with it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel I don't want to like promote another, um, like, uh, big channel, but like goop, like she has so many resources. Yes, I love like, Goop. Yeah, you know, and I'm sorry. Like, I just I feel like that that has been something that I have got that I've turned to in the past. And I think I saw something like a yoni steam bath on yeah. Goop. And I, what does that do? Does that oh help my gosh. With fertility at all? Or yeah, me yeah. So I actually just got a yoni uh, steamer. My I have always DIY'd it myself, and now I bought one. I haven't used it yet. Um, I will actually send you the link because this company has red light therapy in it. Oh. Which is a brilliant idea. And I actually thought of that last year and I'm so happy somebody's doing it. So essentially it's like a seat that you sit on. Um, there's like this little pot you put hot water in, you put herbs in it. And then there's red light that kind of shines up your yoni, which we all know that there's a ton of benefits from red light therapy. So it's a very like stackable biohacker thing to have. Um, but essentially yoni steaming is an ancient practice and it helps with the bunch of different things so first of all the heat that comes from it really helps with circulation down there and that's important especially if you're dealing with cysts fibroids um irregular cycles pcos anything like that you're bringing all of this blood flow to the area and when you do that it brings oxygen it brings nutrients it brings everything that's in the blood and it really just nourishes that area so that's really important. And then when you steam herbs, you're also getting all of the benefits that kind of come from those herbs as well. 
So you should try it. I would actually make a very good YouTube video for you because it's, it feels really good and it's very grounding. I don't know if like I want to go viral that way. <laughs> yeah. But what you would do is like you would sit on it and you would put like a towel over you, right? So you wouldn't see anything. Oh, I know. But, I know. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely I'm curious to try it. Does it also help with like balancing pH? Like I've seen Yanni mm-hmm. oils that like, they're specifically designed to help like with antibacterial and yeah. balance the pH. Does that also happen? Is it dependent on the herbs I guess you put in? I guess so. I guess it would depend. I don't know specifically, but I would assume that again, like bringing more blood flow and nutrients to the area would help with that no matter what. Um, so a lot of, yeah, I guess it would. And it's one of those things that it's great for preconception and fertility. You don't want to do it when you're on your period for obvious reasons, and you don't want to do it while you're pregnant. So it has to be after, but there's a ton of women who love it postpartum because after you give birth, obviously you've like stretched the vaginal canal, um, and the uterus. And so it really actually helps bring it back and heal faster. So it's a very powerful tool post-birth for women, which is also very cool. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle-related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. Wow. I am so glad I randomly brought that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited to try it. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Send me yeah. a link for sure. Um, maybe we'll include it below in... Um, yeah. In the- for for audience members. Well, this has been a blast as per usual. I feel like we could just talk endlessly for hours about all the crazy stuff we do. But Brittany, are you working with people one-on-one? Like how, how, how can people get in touch with you? And what about this list of like the checklist? Like I want to know, are you making that available for people? Yes. Yes. So I am seeing clients again in the fall, starting in September. If you want to reach out and work together, send me a message on Instagram or email me, or there is a waitlist on my website, but you can just directly talk to me as well. And I would love to talk about that. I can also send people my baby steps, preconception cleanse list. Uh, it's basically like six different topics and things that I cover. And that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm in week seven, I think maybe now, uh, me and my husband are doing it. So I really suggest people kind of do something like that 
to support them. Um, and yeah, biohackingbrittany.com, biohacking Brittany, I think everywhere on socials, uh, biohacking with Brittany is my podcast. And I do actually a lot of podcast episodes where I just kind of riff on my personal health and what I'm going through. It's very honest and it's not very, um, curated. So if you want to listen to that and you're kind of going through similar stages as me, I suggest, yeah, there's so much information there for you. So. And you're basically documenting your journey right now, which is so beautiful and exciting. And also, I just want to say, I, there's one thing that you've done that I have admired since like 2019. You answer every DM yourself. Like yeah. it's really you. And so, you know, not to say everyone should flood your, your inbox, but just yeah. saying like you really are like one of the most genuine people who cares and wants to oh. help. And so if you guys want to get in touch with her, she will answer back. You know, I will. It might take me three days, but I will answer you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It might take me, it takes me like three years. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't, I'm terrible at it. I know. You know I know. But, when I DM you and you don't respond, I'm like, I'm sure she's still alive. She's just hanging out. It's like the last thing I think about. I Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, this was a blast. I hope all of you got some really great informative information, no matter what stage of preconception, you know, or or not. Um, I think this was um, just amazing advice to think about um, for all women and their, you know, fertility and hormonal, hormonal health. So stick around because we have another amazing speaker coming up right here on the Women's Biohacking Conference. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.